Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Andrew of Andrew and Leslie of Bad Movies and Booze. And we have a little bit of an announcement here. Uh, what's going on with this review is going to have drug references, drug use, sexual assault, racial tension, and blatant racism. Listening discretion is advised. Thank you all and enjoy the show. Hey, Leslie, guess what? What is it? It's season two. Well, we did last week was season two. Yes, it is last week's season two. But you know what? We didn't officially say it was season two. We didn't. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two of Bad Movies and Booze. I'm Andrew. I'm Leslie. And this is the episode where, holy shit. I mean, we've said this before, but... Holy shit. I don't know. So, Andrew has been on TikTok a yes. lot. I mean, we both have. So, follow us on TikTok, BM and B and... Aboyd228. Yes. Follow us on TikTok. We would love to see you. And he found a friend on there. Jay needs a kidney. Shout out to Jay needs a kidney who legit needs a kidney transplant like myself. So I've been talking to Jay and he knows that we have a podcast and he suggested a movie along with his wife, which we're going to review and good grief. Um, Jay needs a kidney. We don't like you. We, we, we don't like you, man. We don't, we don't, we don't like Why? you. Why? Why did you suggest this movie? This movie... Jesus. I don't think anybody should watch this movie. It's it's horrid. It's horrible. There's just some things that will and and I heard this phrase used before, trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of trigger warnings. So with that being said, Jay needs a kidney. I'm just letting you know this is something that we do with bad movies and booze. We ban people. Yes. Given this movie. <laughs> Usually bans are a week. This one is a three-week ban. Yes. You cannot recommend any movies for three weeks. I love you, buddy. I do. I love you. I love you a lot. But no. 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 Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to you Someone's Knocking at the Door, a 2009 movie, 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Returning to the medical school where they were test subjects decades ago, a pair of outrageously twisted serial killers used shockingly brutal sex acts to start killing off a group of drugged out med students. Mm. Yeah, tell me about it. That is a premise and a half. Yeah. Starring Noah Segan, Andrea Rueda, Ezra Bussington, Elena Madison, Sylvia Sprose, John Butinoff, Ricardo Gray, Timothy Muscatel, Lou Temple, Vernon Wells, Jordan Lawson, Mary Rings, Joseph Pilato, Trent Haga, David Z. Stamp, Sean Kane, Amy Zichowski, Casey Powell, Lourdes Corrugito, Jose I. Lopez, Melanie Doyle, Char Frost, Armin P. Bogosian, Noah Greenwood, and Chad Meisenheimer. There were 25 people in this, so I said, why not give them all their due? 
They didn't need it. They did not deserve it. They should not have been in this movie. And this movie's budget was $820,000. Which is pretty high for a indie movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty high for an indie movie. Mm -hmm. Good grief, man. Yeah. All right. So first thing we see, like as soon as the TV comes on. Tubi. Yeah, it's we watched tu- it on Tubi. It's a Tubi find. So if you want to watch it. Oh, gosh. And we suggest you don't. You're more than welcome to go to Tubi. Someone's knocking at the door. Yes. So as you've figured, Tubi has a lot of ridiculous movies. They're pretty fun. Some of them. Then we get movies like this. Um, first thing we see as soon as the screen pops up is a cat walking past what looks like a dead black child. I don't know if the person was dead or sleeping. I don't know if it was a child or an adult. It looked like child's legs and then a close-up of a foot. And it looks like the person was laying in trash. A Crappy World Films Mirage Pictures JR production. Yeah, that's what pops up on the screen as well. Whoever thought that this was a attention grabber, one, it grabbed our attention. Two, we had to pause the movie for like about three minutes because of that. Right. Mind you, we're only like 15, 20 seconds in. Yeah. And we're like, okay, we're 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 gonna have a movie here. Yeah, we weren't happy about it. No. So then we see different clips of old home movies playing while pills are falling. So you'll see a little old home movie, then pills falling in blackness, then old home movies, pills falling. It just um, slaloms between the two while giving out the cast of characters and those that are a part of the movie. And you see it's young kids playing and going to school and adults doing drugs And, and some nudity. Yeah. It's too long. Yes. It's way too long Yep, to be an opening of a movie. The movie was too long. The movie was too long. And it was a short movie. Yes, it was. But it was still too long. Yes. Now we're watching a young man. We find out his name is Ray. He's watching TV and shooting up. He's watching something in a different language. And he's laying in bed and he's shooting up. So me and Leslie, we had a bit of a debate. We were thinking it was heroin or LSD. Yeah. We were trying to figure out what he was shooting up. Right. So it could have been that or it could have been something that we're going to discuss a little bit later. Right. So then someone is knocking at the door. Literally, someone's knocking at the door. Oh, I wonder where they got that from. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, he gets up to answer the door. You're ruining my high. Yes. And there's a naked woman. He doesn't know her. She starts kissing him and making out with him. She says she's going to fuck him until he dies. And they're making out and he's sitting in front of this mirror. So he sees her back. He's looking in the mirror once in a while and he sees her back and he's like, oh, this is so hot. This is awesome. Yeah. And all of a sudden the woman starts turning into this weird freakish looking man who has this blue veins running through him yep and ray is trying to get away from this man but the man bites his tongue out yes and then turns ray around 
and sodomizes him. The sodomy was good grief. Boy. And Ray dies. It, it wasn't graphic, but it was graphic enough. Right. They don't show... The actual penetration. Right. Thank goodness. Thankfully. They do keep it as NC's, close to PG. Yeah, NC-17. Yeah. I would say, yeah. yeah. Definitely. It's not... Well, not even. Because I think NC-17 is more than R, isn't it? Yeah. So this is like PG-13R. It's more leaning on R and, yeah. and really coming close to the NC-17 rating. Yeah. It's... It's weird because they do hide enough stuff that you're not like, oh my gosh, but they show enough stuff that you are like, what the hell? So anyway. This is six minutes in. Yes. So now we're in front of Linda Vista Community Hospital. They show this skinny black guy. His name is Joe. He's stuttering. And they call him Spaz because of the stutter. Right. And because he's a drug addict. That too. Yeah. So he's calling for Meg because he sees this girl named Meg and he's asking, where's Justin? He just keeps asking about where's Justin. And he's like, did you hear? And so another student comes along. We find out that her name is Amy, um, Annie. Annie. Yeah. yeah. And they start talking about how Ray was killed. So there's this man on a megaphone. He has no clue what he's talking about. He was completely unnecessary. We only see him this one time in this movie. Thank God, because his acting was terrible. But of course, of all these movies, the acting is terrible. Right. So first, like he would say something and then the cop that was standing next to him would whisper something else. Then he would say something and the cop would whisper something else and he would have to change it. And that just kept happening. And it was supposed to be funny, but it wasn't. No. There's another student who comes over to this group of three. So now there's four. That's Sebastian. So Sebastian is the jerky He's friend. a du- He's a douche nugget. Right. He's the big jerk. And he's always teasing Joe about his stutter and about how much drugs he's doing or whatever. Uh-oh. I said it. Whatever. I said it. All right. So, <laughs> okay. So Leslie has said the word whatever. Um, we usually say drink responsibly, but we're going to try to keep this as responsible as possible. That being said, any time Leslie says or whatever and whatever, take a shot. I'm trying my best to stop saying it. We listened to last week and I'm almost positive I said the W word at least 30 times in the S- taping. Someone would have been drunk Yes. Passed out drunk. So I'm trying my best not to say it, and I'm trying to catch myself as I say it. So if I say it, count it up, take some shots, have fun with it. I'll try my best not to kill you today. Thank goodness. Anyway, back to the story. So another student, he's Justin. Mm -hmm. He's snoring. Mm -hmm. He wakes up, and he's in what we thought was a bathroom right at first right but we find out later when he's telling the story to somebody that it's a morgue and he sees ray in a pool of blood and ray is trying to talk to justin justin goes over to him and asks who did this and ray yells you and justin wakes up out of his sleep so he's in his room 
And he then runs out the door and down the hall. And he has on a robe and mm. some shorts. Robe, shorts, and boots at the 11 minute mark. We're trying to figure out how in the hell did this segue happen? Right. Now we're at a party. Some guy goes outside. He starts vomiting. Justin shows up in the same robe that he just ran out of the dorm in. Robe, shorts, and boots. The party is a costume party. There's a lot of people in there making out. Justin sees Joe, who is making out with a passed out woman. On a couch. And Justin tells Joe that it's not cool. And I was like, good job, Justin, for sticking up for this woman. Because he's like, you need to get her some water. This is not cool. Is she even alive? Mm -hmm. You know, she's passed out. You shouldn't be doing this. So no matter who you are, where you are, whatever the situation is, when a young lady is unable to respond for herself, that is not consent. Absolutely. It is never okay to do that. That being said, Joe was sexually assaulting a woman. Right. I mean, he had her top pulled down and, and just sucking on nipples and breasts. Yeah. And he thought it was cool. No, it's not cool. Yeah. And Justin called him out on it. So I thought that was kind of cool that they showed that. And this movie was in 2009. And so it was before all the Me Too, but he's still, you know. It's still a big deal. Right. Justin is trying to tell Joe about the dream, but Joe is too drugged out. So Justin goes out of the house and he goes out to smoke. And Annie walks over to him. She's dressed up as little orphan Annie. So she walks over to him and they're talking. And she he's trying to tell her about the dream. But she's not really listening. She's just telling him it's okay. Um, you know, Ray died. It's, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Then Annie asks Justin if he's okay. Because he's having these weird flashes. And one of the flashes, he sees the naked woman that was with Ray in the beginning. So Justin says it may have something to do with that drug. And he says that the vial went missing. And Annie reassures him that it was all just a dream. Everything's fine. So Justin walks away and Annie sees the naked woman and what I'm guessing is a corn maze. Yeah. Because I guess it was around Halloween time. Everybody's at a costume party. So I'm guessing it was a corn maze. Right. So now we're with the mortician who's working on Ray. And a detective comes in and he's asking about Ray. The acting is terrible. The acting is very bad. But it's bad movies. So this is where the medical examiner discovers that the drug called Talon well, actually, the detective discovered the drug. I thought it was called Taldol. No, I, I read Talon. Oh, I yeah. thought I heard Taldol. It could but, be Taldol, could hey. be Talon. It's one of the two. Either way, it's a new designer drug that they're right. using, the, the med students specifically. And this is what caused Ray to die. Yeah. So he found it on a nightstand. And the mortician shows the detective that Ray's tongue was bitten off. And the conversation then goes, the detective asks, is that what killed him? The mortician says, no, 
His colon was perforated by a phallus 15 inches long and 4 inches in diameter. And the detective says, Oh, so we're looking for a black man. I got up and walked out of the room. <laughs> I, we had to pause it. Like, I'm what? like, what the Did he just fuck? say that? Did yes, he, he did. just say that? So we're looking for a black man. I'm like, yes. Wait, what? Well, um, one, <laughs> thank you for the compliment. But. Two. Really? That's racist. Yeah. Anyway, the mortician didn't like the juke, thankfully. <laughs> Neither did we. We were like, right. okay, yeah, we're done here. Yeah. The detective asked then if it was an arm that was used. And the mortician says no. And he starts waving this cotton in front of the detective's nose. And he's telling him, like, the detective is trying to wave it away because I guess it smells. And he's like, what did he say? Semen. Well, yeah, the mortician says, oh, he said, is that jizz? And the mortician said semen. Come on, we're, we're medical professionals here. Right. We are professionals regardless. And the mortician says, but is nothing like he's seen before. So I, I don't understand how I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But mm. so now we're at this funeral, which I. OK, this is where I had there was there was a white dude in blackface as the undertaker that was leading the march, the funeral march. I pause the movie. I look at Leslie and I say, we can stop this movie right here. Go pick up something else. But at the same time, we're going to watch stuff that's going to have things like this and worse. Mm -hmm. Leslie and I, we thought about it and we said, we're going to go forward with this. Right. That being said, we went forward with it. Yeah. So I don't understand this whole funeral scene because they were really walking through a random park. There were no other there didn't look like there was a cemetery anywhere nearby. Right. There were no gravestones anywhere. Looked like some dusty trail. There was nothing dug up. Right. It was just in the middle of nowhere. And it was 10 people total that were walking. And then somehow the boys, Ray's mom and I guess sister show up and they're walking. Anyway, Meg sees the mom and she says that she's sorry. The mom then slaps Meg in the face and says it's all the students' fault. Ray followed Meg like a dog and they all got him hooked onto drugs. And then Meg starts saying that no, it's your family's fault because he never lived up to you guys. And you guys drove him to the drugs. So this is in the middle of his funeral. There's a lot of finger pointing here. Right. And legitimately, there's a lot of blame to place. Right. And mom is naturally upset. Everyone's naturally upset, obviously. Right. But good grief. You're spitting and slapping and yeah. blaming people. And then the mom starts trying to choke Meg. And the cops come and they break it up. They came from behind some random tree. And they break it up. And then they just decide to take the students away for questioning right then and there. So they take the students to the police station mm -hmm. right then. 
in the middle of the funeral. I don't. And then where did they come from? Like they just came from behind the trees. They just manifested. These are magic cops. Magic cops. So they're arguing at the police station now because Sebastian being the douchebag that he is, is still egging Joe on who of course can't talk. They're saying people are gay and one and Sebastian is saying because Joe was the last person to see Ray alive. He's the one who killed him. They're arguing. Justin starts tripping out again. He's flashing again. Then the cops come out and they grab Meg to question Meg. And they have her in the basic stereotypical dark room with the bright light asking questions. And they were pretty damn invasive. Yes, very. They were asking if Ray was a homosexual. Meg says no. They ask her if they had sex. Meg says no. And they know that he isn't gay if you two haven't had sex. I'm like, excuse me. Right. That shouldn't matter. At all. Like, there's a whole lot of people that I have not had sex with that I know are not gay. There you go. So, I mean, now they're questioning Justin. He gives a DNA sample. He's telling the officer about the last time he saw Ray is when they were researching at the hospital. And we go to this flashback about how they're in the medical research room and they're reading about John and Wilma Hopper. And John and Wilma were criminals who raped their victims to death in 1973. And the medication, the Taldon or... Talon. Talon, that was used on the criminals. And And they all decide to shoot this stuff up. Which is the... Dumbest idea ever. One, you don't know how this drug is going to interact with you. Two, you're sharing needles. No, they had extra needles. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Justin said they had extra needles. Oh, okay. I I missed that part because I was like spazzed out on what they were talking about. Yeah. And Meg is the only one who doesn't take any drugs. She's not, she doesn't do drugs at all. Good girl. That's a lesson there. Oh my gosh. They're listening to the medical research tapes of Dr. Tolstoy hypnotizing John and Wilma. Wilma is the naked woman that keeps showing up in different places. And John is the man who raped Ray. So just so you know, these are the two people. Then the doctor loses all control of this session that he's having. And Wilma and John kills the doctor and I guess his nurse that were in the room together. So you hear this on the tape as well. They turn off the tapes. Meg, now she finds the side effects and she's reading them off. And she's, you know, they're like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's only like 1% or whatever. Two. Whatever times two. Three? Because you're saying it again. You said it again. All right. No more W word. Someone knocked on the door while they were in the research room. Imagine that. Now they are trying to hide everything. Meg goes to the door, but no one was there. And I'm thinking no one was there because Meg didn't take the drug. That's right. Justin is now just rambling to the officers. And he's telling them that he doesn't feel well. Now Annie is in the room. 
And she says absolutely nothing important. There was no reason to even show her being interrogated by the cops. It was necessary. Move the plot along. Not at all. Now Joe is in the room and he's talking. He has a bad stutter and the cops cops seem annoyed by it. And they're getting him agitated by saying some of the things that Sebastian has said about him. And he's getting an attitude and he's like, he's a liar. And they're like, oh, you have a bad temper there. And that was the end of that pretty much. Now Sebastian's in the room Oh boy! and he's talking and the cop asks him if he's gay. They eventually pull out a gun, force Sebastian to pull his pants down. Sebastian reluctantly obliges. Yes. And the cops question if Sebastian is even a man. Yeah. They say he's definitely not our man. And then one of the officers says he doesn't know if he is a man. Because I guess Sebastian has just such a tiny penis is what they're trying to insinuate. Which is Jesus, man, the savagery. So we cut to Sebastian and Annie making out in the car. In the woods. I don't know how it got from them being at the police station to all of a sudden Sebastian and Annie making out in the woods. Like there was no... There was no segue. There was no segue. And there was no reason to even think that Sebastian and Annie were into each other. I have a theory, but I'll wait until we finish doing this. So Sebastian's being aggressive and Annie is saying no. He's still fighting to try and get her to... He's trying to force her to do oral. And she says no means no. And then she finally slaps him and tells him to stop. And she says something, and we couldn't figure it out. But she says something. I guess she said, she probably said, I'm not sucking your little dick. That that would make the most sense. Right. And it offended Sebastian to where he slaps her. No, punches her. Oh, punch? Oh, I thought it was an open hand. No, he... Oh, he, he... Oh, he, he decked her. Oh, he rocked her. Yeah. Damn. Sebastian rocks poor Annie, then kicks her out of his car. Right. Once again, if a woman says no, she does not consent. Right. She's not consenting. So you're going to get mad because she doesn't want to suck your tainy wanger. Basically. And she calls your wanger tainy. And and you you get mad. Yeah. Look, dude, face facts. If you're... Dangling is that small. Oh my gosh. That's on you. Oh my gosh. There's nothing we could do about that. Anyway. Get a pump. Oh my gosh. Anyway. He leaves Annie in the woods. She doesn't have her phone. And she starts hearing noises. Now he drove off. But she's calling for him. And she's like stop playing around Sebastian. And she starts running. And hiding behind trees. But of course... Being a blonde woman in a horror movie. And we've seen this many a time. She falls. Yep. Of course. So she falls. Wilma all of a sudden shows up out of nowhere. Wilma Hopper. Remember the right. one that was... The naked lady. The naked lady serial killer. Right. And she grabs Annie by the hair. And they don't show it. But just from reading on different areas... She basically shoves Annie up her vagina. And kills her 
with the death grip that she has within her vaginal walls. Yeah. That's an image. Then we are completely in a different location. The officer is in the medical room with the medical files and he's listening to the tapes. John somehow shows up. So the naked man who they're looking for who raped Ray. He's saying he's happy the officer can hear him. And then as the officer is trying to arrest John, John grabs the officer's neck, pushes him against the wall, removes what I guess is part of his throat because he goes into his mouth and snatches something out. They don't show it. And then as the guy is against the wall, now he's on the floor, but his head is against the wall. John forces oral on the guy. I think the term, and pardon my language, people, because this is going to be a rough one. They call it skull fucking. Yeah. And Jesus Christ. I mean, they, again, they don't show it. It's more of an insinuation, but you kind of get what's going on. Yeah. We move from that. We're now with Justin and Meg, who just had sex. At the at the suggestion of Annie. Mind you, remember right, she said that at the party. Yeah. Annie, well, even Joe said it. That, that Justin he needs and to Meg, tap it. Yeah, Justin yeah. and Meg need to get together. And right. Apparently they got together. Right. Good for you, too. Whatever. Now we see Justin in the hall walking towards someone naked. And it's Ray. He's standing in the hall. Ray starts screaming this really weird computerized scream. And Justin starts screaming his own computerized scream. And then Meg is waking him up. And we realize that what happened was a dream that Justin was having. And Meg tells Justin it must have been that drug and that he and the other ones need to get checked out. He doesn't want to. Now Meg, that goes away. Meg is now watching videos of the doctor doing the Taldol studies on people. So he's tying people down and he's shooting them up with this drug and she's reading his notes. So apparently it affects the pineal gland and it causes a massive release of endorphins. So this is what this drug does. So it would cause whatever flip out you're going to have. And mm-hmm. of course, individual results may vary, but unfortunately in the case of John and Wilma Hopper, they became crazed sex serial killers. Yeah. So someone knocks at the door, of course. Of course. And it scares Meg. She opens the door and it's the detective who was just brutalized by John. He's completely naked, bleeding from his mouth. And he starts attacking Meg. So she runs out into the hallway. There's a janitor out there mopping the floor. The janitor sees what's happening. He goes running away. Meg is running down the hall and she's falling because the floor is wet because the janitor just mopped the floor. Meg is trying to get away from this very large, bloody naked man. Where we see his cheeks. Yeah. And we're not talking about the ones on his face. Right. And the janitor comes back with two officers. One of the cops basically gets into a fight with the detective, the naked detective, and his partner goes to shoot and he shoots the cop that's fighting. And then he shoots the detective, the naked detective in the head. So 
Meg is on the floor and she's screaming. The naked detective is sitting on the floor with his head against the wall. The cop is trying to save his partner. And while he's trying to save his partner, the dead detective turns his head toward Meg and all of a sudden turns into John and tells Meg to breathe. Meg starts screaming. Now we cut from that and we're in the room with Sebastian. Someone calls Sebastian and says it's Ray. And he's like, stop playing with me. He thinks it's Joe. And then somebody knocks on his door and it's Annie, which we know it's not Annie because Annie got sucked into a vagina. Yep. But it's Annie in a robe. We know where this is going, people. So Annie is telling Sebastian that she's sorry about last night and she opens her robe and she's mostly naked and she says she's going to fuck him. And she's telling him, he's like, she's like, do you want that? And he says, yeah. So he tells her, she tells him to get ready. He goes and puts on this oxygen mask, which I think, I guess it had maybe some nitrous oxide or some, something, some type of gas. Something to relax, he wanted to I suppose. Suck in. She takes her robe completely off and she has on this big strap on. So we discover that Sebastian likes being pegged. Right. Okay, cool. So whatever floats your boat, buddy. Hey, we're not kink shaming. No, we're not. Not at all. Not at all. So Sebastian is on the couch. Annie comes over. She lifts his legs, starts going on. Annie is moving pretty fast and pretty hard. And Sebastian tells her to slow down. Then, of course, she turns into John. And John finishes and Sebastian spits out blood through his mouth and it's into the mask. And he's dead. Right. Now, Justin wakes up in a room with Meg in the bed and Joe on the other side of him. And we realize it's a hospital room. One of the officers come in and tells Joe to step outside. So they're talking and Justin asks the officer, why was your detective trying to kill my friend? And the officer says something like, he doesn't know, you know, he was a great guy. He doesn't know what happened. And they get into a slap or something. I think the officer slapped Justin in the face. And then, yeah, when Justin was slapped... Justin tried to choke out the detective who tells him that Sebastian and Annie are dead. Right. And Justin just completely lost his mind yeah. because of this drug. But now Joe comes in. He's like, what did you do? And then everyone just started yelling. Everybody's yelling and it's like, breathe, breathe. And then they're counting to 10 and it's all this stuff going on. And Justin is freaking out in his head. And it's like. You can tell that it's some type of weird dream that Justin is going through. Like he's dying More and like everybody a... around him is trying to save him. Like Annie is screaming. She keeps telling him to breathe and stay with her. The cop, he's counting and he's saying, come on, stay with me. Stuff like that. And so they were sitting in this hospital room with Meg in the hospital bed. And so Justin takes the gun from the officer and he shoots the officer that's one after the officer tell says time of death 
1.45 a.m. Yeah. And Justin is like, none of this is real, right? And he shoots the officer. And then Joe is like, what did you do? Why did you do that? He shoots Joe in the neck. He tells Joe it's going to be okay and shoots him in the neck. That's two. And then he goes over to the bed and he sits with Meg and Meg is screaming still. And he tells Meg, I love you. And then he puts the gun in his mouth and he shoots. And then we cut to the research room, the medical research room. Meg is trying to help the officer who is actually a doctor. Yep. So all this time, the story about them being in the research room and them all shooting up the drug, that was the story. The whole story, period. They shot up the drug and had a hell of a hallucinative time, minus Meg, because she didn't do it. Right. I don't think any of the other ones had the hallucination. I think this was all Justin's hallucination. But it doesn't explain why there's multiple bodies in that research room. With because humans. they all died. That would tell me that the drug may have affected them in a different way. It may have, but they all died. That's my theory. Their, all their consciousness have collectively assembled yeah. and created this sequence. I don't think that happened. With the essence of Meg being the voice of reason, trying to keep everyone as alive as possible, but mm. failing to do so. Mm, I it's, don't it's, know. It's, a, but, it's, it's, it's kind of deep, but at the same time, yeah. yeah. So the naked detective that had the mouth bleeding and everything, he was one of the doctors as well in this room. And there's a nurse. They're trying to save Justin. The other students are laying dead. And they finally, they pronounce Justin dead. They have to drag Meg out because she's freaking out. You got to keep trying. You got to keep trying. We yeah. can't, you can't. Right. He's gone. And they say, you know, he's been without oxygen for more than 10 minutes. He's yeah. dead. I mean, at the same time, there have been real life phenomena where people came back after that. Yeah. But the rest of them were dead, too. So yeah. so that, that was that. Yeah. So they drag Meg out and then they're wheeling Justin out. And it's this long, with this song playing, and they're just wheeling him out. And then when they get to this one spot, he opens his eyes a little bit. And then that was the end of the movie. Oh, good grief. People, people. I think the only thing that I, if you could say I liked anything about the movie, was the little twist ending where... It was actually, they were all dead. None of that stuff happened. The only thing that happened was they went into this room. They never left that room. So none of the stuff at the party happened. None of any of the other stuff happened. Right. And with them reading the medical records of the Hopper couple. Right. And possibly taking the drugs. Right. They hallucinated them and brought and manifested them. Right. And caused them to have some sort of panic-induced attack that caused them to have a massive arrhythmia and... Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that it will make sense. Well, it doesn't More make or sense. less. But... I mean, it, the movie doesn't make sense. The movie all. doesn't make sense. Even for a horror film. That's supposed to be a horror comedy. Yeah, it was supposed to be a horror comedy. I there didn't was, laugh. No, not at all. So It was a mess. It was a mess. 
<sighs> Jay needs a kidney. Uh, we thank you for the suggestion. Number no, one. no, no, and thank number you. Two, you're banned no. for three weeks. No, thank you. All right, well, take Les- the thank you away. Leslie wants me to take the thank you away. That's right. And I'm not taking it. Take away. the thank you away. Take it away. No thank yous for him. I am not going to hear no the end yous. of this until I take it away. And apparently, I take away the thank you. <laughs> I take away the thank you. <laughs> And replace it with what in the world were you thinking when you suggested this thing? Exactly. We like that better. But shout out to you (laughs) for suggesting someone's knocking at the door. Yes. We needed a suggestion. So this worked. That it, it, mm. it worked and it (laughs) didn't work. I don't know how we can say it worked because we needed a movie and we got a movie. Mm. That part. I had other movies. Yeah, but. This one, I mm. definitely wanted to to go for this one. Mm. And Jesus, never again. No. All right, people. Thank you for tuning in to season two of Bad Movies and Booze. Episode two, because we did the start of season two last week. And we are officially welcoming you to season two. <laughs> and of course, as always, thank you. Like, favorite us, subscribe to us on the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. Um, We're not on Twitter. We're not on Twitter, but TikTok. we're on TikTok, B, M, and B. Mm-hmm. And for me, A, B, O, Y, D, 228. Yes. So I'm looking to get a lot of subscribers. Bad Movies and Booze, which is managed by Leslie, is looking for a lot of subscribers. Share this all over. Try to bump our numbers up. We yes. would love to see that. Try to grow an audience and everything. And of course, as always... No matter who you are, where you are, as long as you are at the legal age of doing this action, please, please, please drink responsibly. Or whatever. And that's four. (laughs) And thank you all. And we don't know what we're going to do next, but whatever it is, it's going to be a dumpster fire too. Yes. All right. So thank you. And of course, cheers. Cheers.